Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Here we go again. The weeks keep rolling around and all of a sudden we are heading towards the middle of July, which will be this weekend, and then there's August and then there's September. And September means finals and certainly clubs are eyeing a position in the top eight. And it certainly got very interesting come the weekend with losses to Richmond and Brisbane and, of course, also St Kilda. Joining us for the AFL review on a Monday night, for Toolmart, the complete tool centre. Kim Hagdorn, good, good afternoon, Hagdorn. Hey, Pete. Hello, everyone. I think uh, another one there, too, is uh, St Kilda, you know, mm. with the, the way they faded the other night. And uh, I, I know Port Adelaide are still about the place, but uh, I, I think the side that is most vulnerable now to their finals hopes is probably Richmond. Yeah, they've with, got a few injuries even now. Even though they're sitting at eighth, and injuries to and Curvis and Lynch at the weekend and Soldo, all in that uh, that loss. But but even that, how can you sort of – and they've done it re- sort of unfortunately a bit regularly this season as Richmond, Pete, where they've led early in, into last quarters and led by bigger margins early in games and lost. There's four or five of those, I reckon, if you skim back through mm. with Richmond. And this one led by 40 points three minutes into the second half and lose, last kick of the game, all of that. But they did also lose some important players. Lynch very early, 15, 10, 15-minute mark of the first quarter, Nancurvis, uh, and certainly the Soldo one. He finished the game, but he's going to miss a week or two now. Yeah, he's got on a broken Cochin thumb. not ready, and, and yeah. Martin, Dustin Martin. Martin's out for another week so, and possibly a week after that. So it could be two weeks for Martin. And yet we originally got told it was hamstring awareness. Yeah. Well, I, I keep saying, why do clubs come up with this 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 garbage that they come out with hamstring awareness and he's going to miss three or four weeks. Mm. So, but Richmond, the vulnerability there is that they're in eighth spot. I said last Thursday, I felt that the top eight, last Monday and Thursday, certainly last Monday, that the top eight was set. I didn't sense a change and history shows there's virtually no change. Maybe one from round 17 onwards at best round one, uh, one change, but North Melbourne, Fremantle, this is Richmond. North Melbourne, Fremantle at home, that's in at Marvel. Brisbane at the MCG, Port Adelaide away, Hawthorne and finish with Essendon. Richmond still might get... 12 th- wins? Well, I think three or four. They'll need, so they'll need at least three out of that last six, won't they, Pete? That's right. But we have ascertained, and we've been through it, uh, as everybody does, I think you might need 13 wins to make the finals. That makes Richmond even more vulnerable. But to whom? I don't trust St Kilda. The Bulldogs are 8-8. Eight and eight. Gold Coast are 8-8. Eight and eight. Port are 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm just not so sure that Richmond <laughs> are going to falter that much that they don't hold on to 8th spot. I still think the 8 is set, even though Richmond is the most vulnerable side in that. What it does do... 
it, it, there is more and more opening up for Fremantle for this to be a, a whopping year for Fremantle. With Melbourne, of course, dropping the game on Thursday and Brisbane dropping that game against Essendon up at the Gabba, even though they were undermanned somewhat because of injury and COVID. Yeah. You'd think at home, and what it shows me is they lack depth. Yeah, Brisbane Lions lack depth. They didn't have the players coming in that did the job against Essendon, who have been pretty awful this season. Which, which is annoying, and it's the same as it's annoying to think that clubs with lists of forty four, forty five players just rely on their preferred seventeen, eighteen mm. main players and two or three others that float through in and out amongst a six or seven. If you lack depth and you have to harp on about it. I look at poor development. I look at the development program, and that's where I have to come back to in, in time. But just as a summary point now, Peter, for Adam Simpson to mention after yesterday's loss, and I think that was a pretty disgusting loss, to not score in the first quarter at home. This wasn't at the MCG uh, or Marvel. This was here in Perth at the stadium, their, their beloved home ground, on a day that Josh Kennedy was going to be a bit of a celebrity. Mm. And they planned for Kennedy. He didn't travel the week before to play this game to get his 700th. There was a lack of interest in that yesterday in that first quarter. And to then come out and claim, oh, we had a lot of players out. Well, I can only – they're good players. McGovern, Yo, Sheed, Cripps, Allen and Cole. I don't. There's no more. No. There's there's no more players that were out than just those important ones. They would only be the ones that were not available yesterday, and the Yo one, for him to have been fitness tested the previous weekend, the previous Friday, and then travelled to Melbourne, the loss of Yo is probably your own fault. Mm. A player as suspect as Elliot Yo is put through a fitness test on a Friday morning before getting on a plane that afternoon. So they've contributed to their own, and that's where I continue to say there is a la- their lack of depth at West Coast because there's been poor development. So you, you could you could say you could question the development at Brisbane as well if you're so relying. Where Brisbane also are in trouble, Peter. Their two big forwards are not anywhere near. So Danaher and Hipwood wouldn't carry the bags to the bus hmm. of 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 what's at Geelong. And certainly what we saw yesterday. And and I think we had a conversation just before we came on air. We've talked about the power of Hawkins and Cameron at uh, Geelong and why they are so highly rated as possibly a premiership and a serious premiership fancy. But what I saw yesterday with Charlie Curnow and also Harry Mackay, now Curnow's missed a lot of footy, only came back at the end of last year after being out for almost a season and a half. He was huge yesterday, mm-hmm. huge. And and so was Harry Mackay. And I just think all of a sudden, on the back end of those two, they are developing Carlton. And they could be, uh, certainly in the next couple of seasons, a very exciting side to watch. Saying that, they had Tom DeConing, who was very good as well. Uh, took Particularly on Nick, his first quarter. Took on Nick Natanui yesterday and certainly had his measure for the most part. You know, Matthew Kennedy was good. Patrick Cripps was good. And the only shining light for the West Coast Eagles, and we brought up in conversation last Thursday regarding the decision that needs to be made Mm. at Mineral Resources Park, the home of the West Coast Eagles, regarding Shannon Hearn, who was clearly the best for West Coast yesterday. And all of a sudden, if Hearn wants to go on, he did his case a lot of good yesterday if he's discussing at the moment that with the football department at the Eagles. Hearn, Duggan, Shuey... They were their better players yesterday. Mm. It Again, the development, the lack of it. Where are the younger players that are actually rising? Are you seeing enough of the youngs, uh, enough promise in any of the youngsters to think, 
well, he's going to play next year and 2024, 2025, when we expect to be back contending for, you know, finals, let alone a premiership, you're just not seeing it. And yet Shannon Hearn, the 35-year-old, 313 games, is it, Peter? 314th yesterday, 35 in a few weeks' time, was West Coast's best player, playing for it playing for through the midst of a tough consideration, decision-making time, uh, by far their best player, as mm. you say. But I, I also think the lack of development with the likes, even Barras, to get monstered like he did yesterday and the likes of Bazo and the likes of Edwards has been on the list for three or four years yeah. and yet was comprehensively destroyed yesterday by a, a far more mm. sort of competent player. Th- that is questionable yeah. development. And also questionable team operations to help these kids. And the other thing with Tom Barras, he's not the player that we expect from him. He was well beaten by, of course, two-metre Peter in the first half against Essendon. Yep. And had two-metre Peter kicked straight, he could have had half a dozen. Well beaten yesterday. He just doesn't seem to be the player that we have come to expect as he now becomes one of the senior players in defence for the West Coast Eagles. Your thoughts on... Tom Barras is. And the only positive that I saw yesterday on the back end of Shannon Hearn's performance, I reckon there's a bit of upside with Bailey Williams. I just feel that they need to work with him because I think he's got a bit in him to maybe become quite a steadying influence as the big man uh, in the middle of uh, the ground. And I just thought he's tough. He contests. He shows effort. And he goes okay. So, and he's only 22. So mm. there's, I think, an upside for the West Coast Eagles talking about the younger players. Yeah. Look, and Barras is going to be there for a long time. But the, the concern with, with me on Barras is he's just become too reliant on Jeremy McGovern mm. doing what Jeremy McGovern does as one of the best in the competition. Jeremy McGovern, Stephen Maylike as the best interceptor and also – the director of traffic, you know, come here, go there. I'll cut across in front, cut across, come in, uh, Tom, yelling and screaming instructions. Where is the development to prepare for when these guys aren't there? McGovern, I still keep hearing, no guarantee to go on beyond next year. Now, West Coast aren't going to contend for any kind of premiership there. I'm not even sure they can seriously contend for finals next year with the way they're operating because I, 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 get the impression that West Coast are sitting back and that's, this is the coach sitting back, waiting for the same stuff to happen that happened in 218, 219, 220 when they were going okay. Mm. Certainly better than okay in 218. But I think they're sitting back. They're still waiting for the same systems and structures and strategies without having taught the new boys how to play like Jeremy McGovern and Tom Brass in tandem, you know, and, and Duggan at, at their feet and Shepard there and yo at their feet, and the and the midfield pressing back so you get extra numbers. There's just not enough, to me, watching West Coast, enough uh, strategy and education to prepare for these departures. I, I think the Hearn one, it probably now, he probably goes on now. I think so. If Adam Simpson stays as coach. Yeah, because the thing, yeah, well, the thing is, and we'll be moving on to Fremantle shortly, and you can join us on the Tempera Bedshed text line. We've got a couple already. 0487 736 love 736. 0487 736 736. Love to hear from the West Coast Eagles fans. We discussed it yesterday in the call. You talk about Shannon Hearn. Mm-hmm. He retires. Huge hole to fill in defence. 
Josh Kennedy, who kicked his 700th Eagles goal yesterday. Regardless of what you think about Josh Kennedy, he's retiring probably against Adelaide in a few weeks' time. It'll be a huge farewell. But he's going to leave an enormous problem for the West Coast Eagles up forward because a couple of defenders always go to him, Haggers. He contests. He shows great effort. And he can kick a goal. Like the first goal yesterday mm. was a difficult shot, and he nailed it. And I said to a couple of the, the fellow broadcasters yesterday, Josh Kennedy is probably kicking as well as he's ever done. He scored some great goals this season from difficult situations. So there's a couple of major, major problems at either end of the ground if both of those legends decide to retire. Just on Kennedy, his form and his kicking uh, is appealing when he's fresh. Correct. Now, he'd rested the week before. Mm. Now, he's hobbling his way through to, to the end of this season. We know, we know, and I don't think too many other people have said much about it, he's got a bunged-up knee. He really struggles. He can't train, Josh Kennedy. He'll get through. So, has to possibly have to miss again this week to freshen up for the following week here at home again. So, misses the Hawthorne game, I suspect, or would he want one last outing on the MCG? If he takes that on, then... Uh, I would suspect that he's suspect to St Kilda at home because mm-hmm. he can't. He's going to struggle for these last four or five weeks of the season to play two and three in a row. But Kennedy goes, well, Jack Darling can step up, can't he? He's played 250 games waiting for some, well, it's time for him to do a heck of a lot more than he did even yesterday. And I know you can claim, you can claim the ball didn't go in there much, but it did in the second quarter. It did in the second quarter when he had three touches. So uh, they, they certainly turned things around yesterday, West Coast, from that horrid first term where West Coast had two inside 50 entries. Okay, Jack Darling didn't have a great day, but none of the others did. But that's no excuse for, for Darling just to have three touches in the second term when they had 24 forward entries, and that's when others bob up. And before we get off the turnaround from yesterday, I mean, in that second term, West Coast had 17 inside 50s to Carlton's 12, and the contested possessions went up to 41 to Carlton's 29. Yeah. They've, they've reversed that. Where was Liam Ryan? He is another issue. Oh, he's going to Adam be, Simpson. He's has, not there. Adam Simpson has to address that. He he would have to be dropped this week. You could not he possibly. Was, he was deplorable yeah. yesterday. But because Adam Simpson has supported Jack Darling through horrendous form early this season, he probably supports Liam Ryan as well. But yeah, he and the other he thing about Jack Darling, he's 30 years of age. I reckon his yeah. best football's behind him as well. Let's go to Lisa who's joined us, and then we'll hear from Adam Simpson regarding okay. his assessment of the game uh, yesterday. Lisa, good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us again. Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. Hi, Hope you both had a great weekend. Yep. Um, firstly, congratulations to the Aussie boys for winning the winning the doubles. Oh, Matt Ebden, and, fantastic. Um, good West Australian. Yeah, that was. It was really good. And I, I wasted a lot of hours um, staying up to watch um, <laughs> Curios' match, but good, well done to Doc, which I knew he'd win anyway. Um, getting on to the Eagles, um, boys, Kim, I agree with everything that you've said um, tonight about those about the Eagles. Um, Shannon Hearn has to go on next year because mm. um, he's still playing, playing good football. Um, and I was even muttering to myself yesterday that Liam Ryan has to has to go back to the waffle. He has has not contributed at all this year. I don't know what is going on with him. The midfield yesterday was absolutely terrible. Um, Nick Natnui, um, he just wasn't there. And the back line, if it wasn't for the back line, I, well, I, I don't know. You know, like with Shannon Hearn. Um, and as you say, Tom Barast, 
um, he, I, I don't know, Tim, is he lacking a bit of confidence, like you say, with, with um, Gov not being there, or, or, or what's going on with him? I, actually, I, I think the whole team, I, I, there's, there's something definitely going on within that club with all those boys, and, and I question the development coach, because some of those younger guys, like Petricelli, and those, they, they haven't come, come at all over the years, you know, compared to what, you, you know, when you look at Fremantle's young guys... Mm. Mm. Um, Eagles come last yeah, yeah. In, that, in, in that department. Yeah, good on you, Lisa. Oh, thanks for thanks your call. Thanks, Lisa. I mean, to support that, and I'll generalise a little bit, because I don't want to seem... I've, I've, I've been very harsh in the last two or three years on where West Coast Development Program is headed. Throw, some, throw me a name of a young player at West Coast who's actually improved his performances and certainly his physique over the last two or three years. All right. We're going to throw that out to our listeners as well. Okay. On the temperate bedshed text line, a question to you from Ke Hagdon regarding a young player that has improved over the last couple of seasons in his development and his physique. 0487 736 736. Come and join us on the temperate bedshed text line or the Scarborough Toyota open line 1312 55.